0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Yeah, the first technique I learned was a punch. Hello everybody and welcome to episode five of Believe in the Punch podcast with me, your host, Karate Cam. Before I get into introducing today's special guest, I wanted to send a huge, Thank you and note of appreciation for everybody who's been listening, downloading, and sharing this podcast. Until this episode, we have over 500 downloads, and that's not even looking at how many listens there are all across the different platforms, and I could not thank you guys enough. I genuinely started this podcast with the intention of having more news about karate out there in the world and just to talk to my friends and have a good time. So thank you all for everything that you're doing, and I cannot wait for the next five episodes and just to see how we grow and advance moving forward. Thank you so much. Now, without waiting any longer, let's introduce today's guest. She's been a member of the U.S. National Karate Team since 2007, she has a World Bronze Medal, as well as a six-time Pan American Gold Medalist on top of winning the Pan American Games last year. She has also qualified to compete at the 2020 Games, and has been a very good friend of mine and someone I look up to for a very long time. Let me introduce Sakura Kokumai and enjoy how we talk about what makes up a kata or forms athlete within karate and what has led her to her amazing success over these years. Enjoy everybody. And we're live thank you everybody for tuning into episode five of none other than believe in the punch i am here with the am i allowed to say goat or is it just all-star as a hall of famer what in sakura kokumai (laughs) my very good friend my og friend and um what is that big sis role model the list goes on right per usual thank you for being here
0: thank you for having me it's been a while how's it going
1: I'm great. I, it's like I, I think the fact that you said it's been a while is an understatement because it's been a while. Like we started catching up before even going live right now. It's been what over We're looking at a year, no, no, just under a year because we were both in Dubai last February. Yes. So. <laughs>
0: Yes, I would say a year. Let's just say a year.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's been a year since we've seen each other. Like, um, I, I guess, first of all, I should say congratulations because you are going to the games. Oh, my gosh. How, like, what? I, I know I sound like a thank broken record you. for all your, because uh, you, you have all the fanboys and girls out there in the world. But congratulations. I don't think I've, I've told you the proper one, like, in person besides this now thinking about it you know so so (laughs) honestly congratulations from me my fam the IMA fam everybody over here like yeah I we're stoked you know it's it's amazing
0: you guys are all you guys are all amazing thank you so much that means a lot how how do you feel about it like give break it down for me a little bit (laughs) <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. Um, as you know, we've been on the two year uh, qualifier journey uh, with going to the Premier Leagues every two weeks, I guess I like, took different countries. So it was a long road just with the qualifier itself. Um, and towards the end of the qualifi- qualifier, we were at the last sprint and the pandemic uh, happened. So uh, I was kind of in the limbo of, you know, I, I believe I was stuck in Austria. In March, because I wanted to go directly to Morocco, and my mind was everywhere. I knew that I had enough points. I knew that I was already up there, and I knew that all I needed to do was go to Morocco and compete and do my best. Uh, so, you know, when I when did I find out? I think it was a few months after that. But it took a while for me to process because I was waiting for that one phone call from the Federation to say like, hey, you made it. I've heard a lot of rumors, but with my personality, I wasn't going to celebrate or believe it until it was officially told by um, our organization. So um, as soon as I was, when I got that phone call, then I burst it out to tears like I was all over the place. My host family... Everybody was like, Well, you already knew that. And then I'm like, But no, this is
1: different. It's just the seal of approval. That is different. That's a different feeling. Oh my gosh. So, correct me if I'm wrong, though. So, like, you got the word to, like, yeah. you're in, you're good. And then was it not like a month or two later, the whole WKF started looking at, cause COVID hit and everything. And they were like, okay, should we reevaluate points? Are the four people that were in not going to be in anymore? Um, and like, there was a little bit of a rule change in there. And then finally they eventually
0: stuck with whoever's already in is in. How did that go for you? So that was, that was the waiting part. That was knowing that I had enough points, but waiting to see what the decision, you know, was, you know, from the WKF, and as soon as WKF found out, then I got the phone call from our own organization, federation, so uh, I did find out through, you know, um, other outlets first, but there was something different about receiving a phone call From your own federation, saying that you qualified. So. Oh yeah, no, it's it's that's like
1: the one hundred percent. Now I'm sure of sure of sure. And for anybody, like, because Mm -hmm. this is, I'm saying this just because I know you. It's like you are the most, like, if it's not a hundred percent, it's still a no. You know what I'm saying? Someone could be ninety nine (laughs) percent yes with you, and just because it's not a hundred percent means it's 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 still a no in your brain. So it totally makes sense the fact that you're saying that, but like. Let's fast mm-hmm. forward a little bit. Like, what was like? So, like, you're excited, and then you know, like, I'm, you, I, I'm sure, knowing you, you probably started training 12 hours a day instead of your usual 10, and then, and then COVID hits, right? So then, mm-hmm. and then we don't know what's happening. We don't know what timeframes are looking like. Everything kind of gets thrown up, like you said, in
0: limbo. What goes through your head at that point? Honestly, I don't know. It was, I didn't know where to start. It took a couple of months for me to actually process what was happening in the world because we were all living a life lifestyle of the unknown, right? Like we couldn't even plan anything a week later because everything was changing every day. So it really took a few months for me to adjust, to just understand what was happening. Um, and then I was still training, right? Um, I was still doing something, but my mind wasn't there. Um, and I, I knew it. And looking back, I was probably in a crazy place. Um, but, you know, after after a couple months and after just talking to a couple of good friends who encouraged me to ju- just um, take take it day by day and focus on you know what I have been doing, I was able to kind of slowly get back into, I, I would say routine in a way, a new routine, and try to figure out um, ways to kind of keep myself busy. So um, it was definitely not the easiest, uh, but I, I feel like I learned to kind of just adapt to the situation and kind of take in the new normal, um, I guess, in a way. Yeah, so
1: you bring up, so like with what you just said, there's two things that I wanted to ask you about. First of all, and (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if this is a no, but did you take any time off? Did you sleep in for once or no? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh
1: yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, I don't know if you have an off switch, (laughs) Sakura.
0: I didn't know that I, see, that's the thing. I don't know if I actually flipped that off switch you know okay. that on and off switch uh but i did spend you know a few weeks just eating and watching tv um again like huge shout out to the stevens family because they really helped me out throughout this journey and honestly i wouldn't i'd be in a weird place if i wasn't with them during this pandemic sure so you know i ate i watched tv um Honestly, as I was sitting and watching TV with everybody, I'm like, this is what people do. (laughs) Like we watch TV, we just binge on TV shows and I can sleep and I just wake up without worrying about, you know, going crazy and training. Right. No, no
1: body aches, (laughs) no pains, no awkward. I can't get up out of bed for some reason. My stomach hurts. Yeah, Uh, everything. Yeah.
0: But the, a few a few weeks, yes. But um, I did I I really didn't take um, like a off off day because I it was hard for me to do that off switch really because I I knew that once I took like time off it's always hard to get back into it because I've been in the grind and. Although the Olympics was, you know, postponed and us not knowing if it was going to happen or not at that moment, I really believe that it was going to happen. So somewhere in my brain, I was like, okay, it is postponed a year, but that doesn't mean I can slack and not do anything. I got to train was probably where my mind was at. Yeah. And I had just friends around me who told me to take it easy, rest. Um, and those are the times where I actually do, but people had to kind of tell me to do something. Yeah, no, no, and,
1: and, and that that actually goes right into my second point of like, what does your, you, you talk about the good people around you. And I think that's just something that people don't talk about, right? Like people always mention, hey, like I have my people back home. Like, who is that for you? Man, Besides me, of course,
0: Everybody, <laughs> besides me. <Kevin laughs> and- <laughs> no um i have really good uh group of friends and support system around me
1: who is it who is in your in sakura's top five oh no i'm just kidding anybody everybody, everybody who's in you, who, it's
0: hard to just yeah. like, name one two three four but um going back to the journey of you know who who supported you know my journey to the olympics i gotta give a huge shout out to the stevens family because you know they gave me a home they gave me a second family you know like they're they were there for me uh through the highs and lows and during the pandemic they were just there to like just there you know I, i don't know it's hard to explain it but Um, they're a huge support, um, every, my, my family, they're, they're all back in Japan, but, um, huge. Well, my mom being my mom too, she's like, are you training? Are you still training? Are you training? I was like, yes, I'm off. I'm training. (laughs) So she always keeps me on my toes. Um, but a few good friends who just, we just casually, we talk on FaceTime every day. We started like training uh, one of my friends, I would jump into their dojo training on Saturday and they started calling it, calling it Sakura Saturdays. So, um, you know, just a couple of good friends who just checks up on you every day and, try, and all of us getting together to adapt to the new uh, normal. And thank goodness we have technology to do so because without it, I would not have survived all of my trainings, all of my, um, you know, social circles are connected through like, FaceTime and Zoom. So,
1: yeah, no, no. And yeah, right now, especially, you know, with everything and like the fact that, you know, we were on a schedule to where we were seeing each other every, like, I would say two to four weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then going from that to nothing all of a sudden to be like, okay, you know, no, like even, even, you know, not not to mention like just your circle, but like your teammates yeah. in general, right? You don't have those people, you know what I'm saying? Like you lost that connection yeah. as well. So then, like going back to it though, like what did you do? How did you adapt? I guess, like, start with like what your general training was, and then how it was adjusted for COVID. I guess like the whole hill, right? So, like, where were you at? Was it like Actually, I, I exaggerate, but I know cut to athletes train ten hours a day, and then um, after that, you know, like what happened? You took that rest time, and then like, how did you ramp back up?
0: Um, gosh, no, because I was all over the place. Got to go back. Yeah, uh, I have to yeah, go yeah, through yeah. my yeah. memory bank. <laughs> um, beginning of the pandemic, whenever that beginning was, but I believe you know March, April, May, June around that summer, a little before summer, those times I was training for myself, but I just made sure that I was mentally healthy too. Um, meaning I wasn't training 10 hours a day at that time. I actually was able to kind of step away from training crazy hours, um, but kind of narrowing it down to just a couple hours a day and other, you know, once I finished that, I tried to do something. like, do I have a hobby? Like, yes, I do. Like, can I try this? Can I try that? Um, so there were moments where I was trying to be busy by doing something. Um, but I kind of just ended up talking to friends, um, teaching a lot of teaching online. I was uh, able to use my social media to Uh, do Instagram live uh, with my sponsor and also just do you know personal like seminars with uh, friends and kind of collaborating with them uh, and hosting it either live or on Zoom Um, so I kind of kept myself busy by trying to give back to the community as well because uh, one thing I knew knew was it wasn't just me like everybody was going through the same struggle and knowing that other karate athletes especially the younger generation were you know stuck at home it really was something that I mm, I don't know like I I don't know they have kids are amazing you know like they're able they're able to kind of (laughs) adapt to any situation but I, I wanted to just do something to help out and doing that made me feel good and those things kind of kept me busy uh beginning of the pandemic um middle of 2020 and towards the end I kind of stepped away from like kind of teaching consistently to taking time for myself to train um I was able to kind of create like a road kind of a roadmap of what my year would look like and of the Um, towards the end of 2020 and going into 2021 so I slowly increased um, my hours of training and kind of you know the main thing was trying to stay healthy mentally and physically and um, I think I was just learning about myself more as I uh, kind of yeah trained
1: No, I know. And that's, and that's what it is, you know, and I think everybody, the majority, I would say the majority of athletes had to face that similar path of like, Hey, okay. I just, my snow globe just got shooken up a little bit, you know, and I have to let everything settle. And then based off of what's there in front of me, just, just figure Mm -hmm. out not only who you are more as an individual, but as an athlete and what, those, those other things you you talk about a lot of different factors with like teaching and like giving back to the community. Those are all like, those are all personal values, right? And those are things that you hold dear to yourself that you're passionate about. And then boom, you use your skill to communicate that passion to other people. Basically the younger generation, it doesn't get better than that, you know? And that's also one of the reasons why I love, love teaching six days a week now, you know, like I, I've been, we've been, everybody some people I say a lot of people got a break you know or like that hey we're gonna rest as soon as like COVID hit and for me my schedule actually got even harder like it became more demanding and like it has not backed off until I wouldn't even say now it's kind of just maintained 110 you know which is totally fine and I'm more than okay with it because of those similar values right based off of your personal values and things that you enjoy, allowed to communicate yeah, to I'm sure, to and with people. you
0: owning, like, having a dojo, too, you know? Like, you guys had to really figure out, like, how you were going to teach with while this pandemic was happening. Like, that's, yeah. You know, I didn't have to worry about it. If anything, I was kind of stepping in and saying, hey, like, I would love to help, but you guys really had to figure out a new structure and, you know, just a whole new system, <laughs> so...
1: Yeah, no. It, yeah, you're totally right. Everybody had to figure out and adapt in their own ways. And like, like, I think that was another thing that stood out, whether it's training or like, in the sense of like business, right? There was no cookie cutter formula for what was going to succeed. Everybody's environment different. Everybody's training cycle is different. Everybody's thing, everybody's thing, I guess you could say yeah. was different, you know, but like reeling it back a little bit to your training, like what I guess, cause I, I personally don't know exactly. Like I give you, I give you a hard time about training all day, every day because I'm more on the chill end of the <laughs> spectrum. But like, what does your average training schedule look like? Right now?
0: Or just in general, just in general? I guess, yeah, just in general. I mean-
1: I think I think in general, yeah, we get started with general. Not taking in COVID, just like a general Sakura training oh, schedule.
0: Um, well, I guess it to break if, you, if we were to break it into two parts, one would be karate and one would be like strength and conditioning. Um, I would spend mm. more time on the karate part, chunk of it. One session will usually be about two to three hours for the karate side. Um, and with the physical training, like hour, hour and a half. Uh, depending on what I do. Uh, I would have rotate that throughout the day, throughout the week. So sometimes one day I would do one strength and conditioning and two karate. Um, other days it will be just one karate in the morning, one karate like towards the end of the day. So those blocks, it depends on the days and the week. Um, and I don't know, it's kind of how I how the training is managed but you know me like sometimes when I train in a dojo I just end up being there for the, the whole day yeah the whole day <laughs> it
1: doesn't yeah. stop no well, what's wrong with what's wrong with feeling like home on the on the tatami mm-hmm. right yeah like yeah but and I mean that makes sense so you stick with that you do, do you do three days three workouts a day just about every single day then
0: uh usually yeah. Usually yeah. Like, I will wake up in the morning and I'll have like a nice jog run before I have breakfast. Um, I come back, I cook myself breakfast and I'll rest a little bit and I'll do like a first session. I'll have lunch and then I'll have a second, lunch, uh, second session. I'll grab a snack, like relax, eat a little bit more and then have like one more before dinner or sometimes after, depending how the day is and how my body is doing. So um, yeah. it, it, honestly, like my, how I train and especially how we all, everybody's different, but I feel like I'm, I am not definitely not like a cookie cutter example of like, you know, I, I feel like a karate athlete, or, I don't know. Environment is different. Um, trainings method system is different. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. We could totally do a whole separate episode about just training tactics and how you strategize and program your own thing. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just, just the expression. That's why. That's why
0: I wasn't new to that, in a sense. When this pandemic happened, Um, I have, I've already, I was used to kind of being my own coach. I was used to um, creating schedules on my own. I was used to doing that. So um being creative and getting stuff from the garage or using a box so that I can train like those stuff wasn't new to me so i am i was very fortunate to kind of you know have something to fall back i guess in terms of training but one thing i could say that i learned in covid was to just like ask for help too and that includes just talking to friends you know like I would call my friends and say like hey sorry I didn't mean to bother you know like I just felt bad to just even reach out um, so I guess like one thing i learned was that you really can't do it on your own and you, uh, you really have to have um, people around you to help you through uh, these hard times so I feel like I have more people around me than a year ago that's one thing I can definitely take away from 2020 because I was used to kind of doing things on my own, um, and but I'm learning to kind of understanding that it's okay to just have people to um, like kind of fall back to and just call and you know <laughs> just chat and talk.
1: Yeah, just just having people in your corner. Long story short, like there you go. And 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 you you talk about something like because. While I personally don't think I'm on the like the, the level of this thing I'm gonna this idea I'm gonna talk about as you are, but like you, we hold the sport very dear to ourselves, right? And We hold our performance very very close to ourselves, right? Like, and despite the fact that like, yeah, okay, karate is not who I am, but it's it's a major part of like the the life that we live Absolutely. and stuff like yeah. that. So allowing. It's yeah. I mean, allowing other people to uh, allowing other people in essentially saying it's okay to come mm-hmm. in to that kind of vulnerable state is a, is a difficult oh, thing. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going, we're going deep psych <laughs> mode, right? Now. Oh, yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's totally at, at, at first, especially, it's a very scary thing to do because you're like, ah, this is like, you're hitting all my demons, all my goods, all my bads, all my in-betweens within this one context. And like, conveying not only the message of what it means to you but like everything that goes into it it's just a very hard thing to communicate to others in general Oh yeah
0: for sure um so uh, like i said i keep saying again but i wouldn't have like survived 2020 without those people um in terms of training too it honestly started off with you know um one of the coach again uh, i'm just gonna shout out some random names but anta who kind of just said like hey like we're gonna scheduled this so you're going to log in and we're going to train together you know so like those things i would set my schedule based off of that because sometimes i would have a hard time just getting out of bed to train so you know those now i have a schedule set right like i was like okay i have to get up and i have to put my earphones on and i have to train right Um, And that goes out to all my other friends too, like, you know, like shout out to Mo and Allison, like they were like, okay, like we're going to train, we're going to talk, like we're going to choose this time, we're going to choose this day. And I don't care if we kind of end up chatting, but we're just going to train. So it kind of bases off of, you know, now I feel like I have people Um, now, although they're not physically right next to you, it's still something that I we needed to get used to even with this you know I'm talking to you through like screen and this is something that's normal right now but with training throughout 2020 it's kind of how it all kind of came about just reaching out to people and um, putting a new routine in, creating a new routine for yourself that works and then putting work into it yeah
1: yeah definitely i'm gonna totally switch gears now like going from you know like everything that's gone into this point i just want to because there's two main disciplines that have made it to the olympics now right there's kata and kumite and like based off of just who i've talked to in the past you're the first kata athlete that's on the podcast so i i want to like for anybody that doesn't know because there's a lot of like like coaches and people that are not in karate that i found out listen to this so i think as for for the the non karate individual or non karate related individual, could you explain what kata is in general?
0: Oh man, um, okay. <laughs> to those who don't know, um,
1: besides besides it being life, you know, kata life, like <laughs> oh, it's gosh. Uh,
0: besides. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure Camryn did a good job of explaining, you know, what karate is and whatnot throughout the podcast. But to those who don't know karate, it has two disciplines, kata and kumite, and I am a kata athlete and kata basically is a sequence of blocks, punches, kicks and stance and it tells a story of a fight is sometimes is how i would explain a kata you base mm, maximum 3 minutes of one choreography and the referees kind of judge you based off of strength, speed, precision of each technique because everything has to be precise there is no creativity within those forms so you are not allowed to change um, the position of the hand or the position of the stance so it really comes with really detailed um, discipline and it's our job as athletes to perform as perfectly as possible but at the same time you have to make it your own um and I don't know if I explained it well enough, but <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's they're,
1: they're preset though, right? It's not something yeah. you just create. It's not like a per se per se. I'm using this very lightly, like a gymnastics routine that you create. This is already something that has been, you know, within from karate a, for, from A yeah. to Z.
0: It's already there, and you <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's change. <laughs> you cannot switch places from. You cannot do like A B's. Like it has to be A B C D. You cannot do C, A, then B. You can't change it. So that will be the only, I guess, the biggest difference uh, with our discipline compared to other sports like gymnastics or figure skating. Um, And I guess the fun part is everybody is shaped differently. I'm kind of small in size, but I'm pretty sturdy and strong. So I would be able to perform like a movement a little bit different than somebody, let's say, who's a little taller than me. Um, so there, there is a creativity in that sense because you have to perform it in your own way without changing it
1: <laughs> yeah you you mentioned performing it in your own way I could you could you elaborate on that a little bit because like like, like I don't know like go to show, show is go to show show you know like like you know what I'm saying like, I, I want to hear what you have to say about that
0: um so gozushi hosho to those who don't know it's like a kata name um there's over a hundred lists um that is approved by the world organization and um us athletes are able to choose um the katas that we want to perform at a tournament i guess like huh what was the question how how like how do you make it your own yeah how
1: do you how do you make something that that is already preset your own
0: Oh gosh, um, knowing your strength is a way to go about it. Um, I know that you know it's it's how you play it. It's do you want to show strength? Do you want to show speed? Do you want to show the fluidity in certain points? Um, your personality definitely definitely comes out in your kata, um, or I guess like the more personality that comes out in the kata, is better, right? um people can perform and everything could look the same but how much of you can you perform you know can you put out there and that is the I feel like it's the hardest part because at the end of the day you know it is a competition and um we are a sport that requires all these um athleticism too um that are required in these um sequences so um, I feel that that's the journey of, I feel like each individual athlete to figure out what makes your kata, your kata, um, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And I mean that, that, that makes sense, right? Playing towards you. And in, in, in one way, I think that's why, where, you know, uh, kata and kumite, kumite being my event, you know, uh, in, in fighting, like, that's something that it, that's one thing that they share, right? And like, I like everybody has their own fighting style. You know, everybody feels like I, and this, I'm saying this again, very lightly, but like, for example, everybody has the same basic stance, yeah. but it changes from person to person, right? Like there's the, there's the cutout idea of like how you're supposed to do it, but then it molds and changes depending on, okay, this person's strength is strength or this person's strength is speed or speed, they're lanky or yeah. right. And all those things. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then, like looking at you now, you're, you know, at the literally the pinnacle of our sport and have dominated. I say dominated because back in 2009, when young 12 year old Cams <laughs> met Sakura, right? You know, like in, in El Salvador for our first junior Pan American championships. Oh and I didn't know who you were. And everybody was coming up and telling me, this girl, she's badass, man. Watch out. She's going to win gold. And then straight up, you went and won gold. Like, I like, let's, let's reel it back from all this then. But like how I, cause I think something that's interesting about karate in general is like, it's not like the, at least in, in the U S right. You have a different spectrum from coming from like a Japanese background, but like, it's not the traditional sport that a kid would go and do. Right. So I love hearing what, how you got into it in the first place. I love, I love like, that is always a fun story. You know, whether, whether it's like, sensei burns like or coach burns on last episode he got attacked and then boom that's how he came into it or anything like that oh, So, like, gosh how, how'd you get started you know
0: my my introduction to karate was definitely not that extreme um <laughs> that, was, that I, was pretty intense <laughs> i i started in hawaii um and my mom enrolled me in the in the class in ymca uh there just happened to be a karate class i've I believe there was also, you know, like tennis, there was like other things that she could have signed me up for, but she found karate and I, it wasn't my choice. She just signed me in and I just went. I do remember putting on the gi. I do remember punching, running around, kicking the karate mid and stuff. Um, And I did enjoy it, but I enjoyed other sports too, you know? Um, But I think my mom saw that I was, you know, actually doing well, and I think she liked the fact the fact that um, I was very hyper focused when I was doing karate. So from YMCA, I moved into a dojo. I switched over to a karate school, and from there, it was basically nonstop. Um, I was surrounded by amazing athletes, world champions. Uh, I, I don't. Know world medalist like every I was very in a very um good place where I was surrounded by amazing people so everything went naturally from there I was training I loved karate I loved spending time with people around me I looked up to these athletes and people and I just wanted to be like them you know I would see everybody like oh like I want to be like her oh like he looks cool I want to be like him oh she's yeah, yeah. amazing she's fun I want to be like her so I just followed what they were doing oh they're going to this tournament okay I'll go to this tournament they're doing this okay I'm going to do this or they're training this way oh I'm going to train this way oh they look this way okay so I'm going to look this way <laughs> so I was just a little girl that basically copied every single thing that they did in that dojo <laughs> and Um, I went to nationals at the age of 14, not knowing that it was team trials. And (laughs) I won in my Kata division and community division, and I made the team. And that was my introduction to um, being on the junior team. And obviously, once I made the team, I realized um, what it was, right? Representing the country, being a part of a team, traveling with the team, going to a different country. And I wanted to experience that again, right? So I was like, okay, I wanna do this next year. What do I gotta do? Oh, you gotta win this tournament. I'm like, okay. So I kept, (laughs) so (laughs) I'm not even kidding. That's how it started. And naturally I slowly got introduced to bigger tournaments, bigger events, different categories, different age. And that's all it kind of slowly spiraled up into where I am right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, Man, like, wow, there's, there's just a lot there because wait, so your, your introduction was your, your first nationals was that one when you were 14 and KF nationals, yes wow <laughs> and then just walked on and made the u.s team like
0: watch out mic drop you know? <laughs> i've done u.s opens oh so i've done like u.s opens like way before i was 14 like eight, nine, Oh, ten. okay
1: okay okay so
0: i did all those events too i remember going to vegas with my family like i remember competing in those events i, I remember competing in local events but um that was the first introduction like for me going to nationals right and like ending up on the team and traveling so
1: yeah 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 and then and then it just maintained like that and then so like as your I guess you could say your accolades and your skills and everything kind of grew what was your path to like hey I need to start getting better because like I know I mean just through us knowing each other like I know that you've trained overseas and like you've taken other steps necessary so like I guess what was the progression for all of that
0: um good point um well my parents especially my mom had a huge role in this uh my family is from japan and i lived my life going back and forth between japan and hawaii so i did go to school in both of these places and i karate being from japan i knew how they trained i knew how the school system worked i knew um just how karate athletes functioned in Japan so uh, my parents kind of guided me to that direction where I was able to focus on academics and also focus on karate too Um, and also being in Hawaii as well in a dojo that has so many like world champions um, from that one place I was already surrounded by amazing role models at the beginning, right? So um, with, with the help of uh, my mom guiding me to being in a right place, I kind of ended up where I am right now. And it involved experiencing school in Japan, um, going to karate, um, joining the karate team in the university in Japan and training there, training under a sensei in Japan. There's just so many things that factored into, um, I guess like how I ended up where I am. And, but it required a lot of uh, sacrifices with uh, time and uh, money and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: I think sacrifice is an understatement for you. (laughs) You know, like, man like literally giving up everything because i did what didn't you i mean and i mean we're fast forwarding now to recently but didn't you have like a full-time real job and then decided to stop doing that job to commit to training everything full-time yeah. to send it you yeah know?
0: i was um, working at a corporate company in tokyo and i had to quit and move here and nothing was planned like honestly the people asked me why did you move I was like oh it's because I knew people here and they um, offered me a place <laughs> right so I had no no yeah. plans like after that but I knew that I had to make a change wow. like I knew I had to make these sacrifices to um, reach the goals that I wanted to reach and I guess I was raised to um I guess make those sacrifices to kind of get what you want I was already kind of living that lifestyle as a young kid so making those decisions wasn't that hard for me because I already knew that it's what I wanted yeah
1: did you did you did you yeah and like with that though like my only thing is did you have any gut feeling that you were like it's going to work I don't know I don't know what it like I don't know what's going to happen but I for sure know it's going to work no
0: my my gut feeling, my gut feeling was, I don't know what is going to happen. I do know I'll find a way to make it work. That was my feeling.
1: There we go. That was, okay. That's oh, that's it. I was. I, and it did though. And it did. You know.
0: And it was, did. I'm gonna find a way. It's okay. Like
1: that's, yeah.
0: That's, wow. I did not know that it was gonna work.
1: <laughs> no, no, because you you hear those stories sometimes about those people who are like, man, I put myself in like a desperate situation with no money, no car, no job, no life, but I knew it was going to work somehow. And then <laughs> it's funny to hear that similar situation. You're like, no, I had no idea. But I was like, I, I think I can make ends meet and we're just going to see how it goes, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 and it did though. In the end, it did, you yeah. know, and, and again, I haven't said it enough, but like you're the first official American to be qualified for the games, right. which is freaking badass, which is amazing. Sounds Shout so out weird. to me knowing you, you, me knowing you for, for over 10 years now. Watch on now. So <laughs> yeah,
0: <yep. It's, laughs> Sounds weird, I'm, like you saying
1: it that way. Isn't it isn't it super weird? I was I was go, I was like just looking back at like memories and stuff and i was like man 2009 yeah. that was the first i remember
0: time with your curly I'm- hair
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i was i was already your height and i was 12 years old yeah, i don't know
0: what happened everybody just started growing you know <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then did you let me like let me ask did anything change for you when you got like the call officially that you made it to the games
0: uh did anything change
1: did you, did you get millions of dollars? Like, did you, did, did, did fireworks go off? Like what, like what, did anything change in your life? No. Like...
0: Nothing <laughs> at all. I mean, again, it, it didn't seem like how you labeled it. Like it didn't, even when I noticed, found out that I qualified, it, it was just it was like another stepping stone right like I my goal was of course to qualify but I wanted to do more like I wanted to bring back a medal like I wanted to do mm-hmm. something bigger so when I found out that I qualified I was like okay like of course I celebrated and I was happy because one who would have thought that we would be in the Olympics in the first place right so right. there's just so many things but did some did anything change um I can't point out anything specific saying like oh like I got this (laughs) or I got that yeah for sure um, for sure if anything it gave me more I guess again that that wasn't the finish that wasn't the goal you know so it it was another push it was like okay (laughs) <laughs>
1: of course and of course like and 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 not to say that like that is an ending goal or anything like that like for sure it's more of an accomplishment but not the goal you know what i'm saying i i i hear that but it's just like it is the first time that our sport is in the yeah. games and you are the first <laughs> athlete to make it to the games for our sport from our yeah. country
0: you it know means, it's like so. like there's, there's it means the- a lot um you know when people say that way and the more it's one of those things where I look back, you know, of how I got there and how I found out it's, it's more of looking back, right? Like at that moment, I don't feel it. Um, But now, now that we look back at 2020, right, we can understand like, oh, this is what happened. Oh, I was here. I was there. And this is how I changed. You know what I mean? So when I, I feel like, this conversation is going to be totally different once we talk after the games, because um, I have, again, I have so much respect for all the Olympians in the past and Olympic medalists. And, you know, to be able to represent our country and compete at the Olympics is an honor. Um, So there's, I guess, like some sense of pride um, that is, I guess, within myself, knowing that I qualified. And if anything, it gives me even more, I guess, motivation to kind of keep working harder. So I can't point out this one thing right now. I think if we talk later this year, um, maybe I might have that answer.
1: Yes. When, when, when you have the medal in hand and then you're, you know, you're showing it to me. Yeah. Um, then yes, for sure. One last kind of like little quick question before I go on to like the last topic for Mm -hmm. today, but like, is Michael Phelps as cool as he, as cool (laughs) as he sounds?
0: Oh gosh. He's amazing. He's amazing. I, I try to kind of, yeah. Again, I, my face shows more expressions it says a lot before i speak so he is such an amazing athlete but also an amazing person and just being able to um have the opportunity to chat with him and talk to him was uh, an honor um
1: yeah you're talking about that's actually the goal yeah, you know, yeah. like
0: of olympic sports you yeah, know. <laughs> i was like see i can't even explain Like I can't even talk (laughs) because I don't know how to express myself.
1: (laughs) The feelings are all coming back. It's a rush, you know. Like it just you you black out for about the whole. Let me do my kata. Let
0: me do my kata. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That that's how I am. People think that I have nothing to say when I don't talk, but that's when I actually have. There's a lot going on inside
1: there's like so much going on internally that it just kind of like just stops. You i know just can't I mean? say it
0: so i just ending up smiling and i'm like yeah
1: that's <laughs> nuts can we do a fist bump can we just do a fist bump please like <laughs>
0: this is why i like kata
1: oh, there we go it works out it works out but i mean so like go going- and then you know using that we can go into our last thing of like going forward what what is I mean, cause like, we're obviously going to have another talk about how to strategically break down Kata training because, you know, I'm a wannabe Kata athlete for sure, you know, <laughs> but like for, to, for today, um, what's like, what's the future plan? What's the future goal? What do you see yourself doing? Like, is this, is competition like after competition, you know, because I, I, something that through not only these other episodes, but through this last year, we talked about, I'm circling all the way back to the beginning of like, who finding our who we are as individuals throughout this past year, what like what do you see post karate?
0: <laughs> post karate. That's a huge post
1: post competition. Gotcha. It doesn't have to be post pro- post karate is death, obviously. <laughs> I was <gonna> so say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, good question. Uh one thing I learned for sure throughout like with in 2020 is that karate is gonna stick with me throughout my life. Um, and I would like to compete as long as I can. Um, but again, oh man, it's a it's a tough one because my yeah. my goal and is kind of set for Tokyo Olympics 2021 this summer. But I know that this is the only chance I'll be on stage where everybody is watching you know, like for our sport. like We're not talking about just karate people. Um, everybody watches the Olympics. And I feel like this is a chance to show the world what we do as karate athletes. But it's, I also see this as an opportunity to kind of show the world who I am as a person too. And I hope that my kata will express all of that at the Budoka and at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, and after that i don't know i i would like to give back to the community i'm very passionate about teaching i'm very passionate about um i want to see what coaching life is like uh because that itself is another another thing you know coaching is a completely different thing (laughs) but um i don't know i would like to play a role um as a Asian American karate athlete, um, by giving back to the community and giving, um, inspirations and motivation to kids that are chasing their dream, whatever form that may be. Um, if that's through karate or anything else, I would love to um, see myself giving back in that way. And besides that, I'm looking forward to settling, hopefully having a family, getting a puppy, (laughs) and because I'm, you know, as much as I love to travel, it's something that I always just wanted to have too, so kind of, um, yeah, but we'll see, that's something that's kind of out of my control too, in a way, so. For sure, I, I I was just waiting for the dog. I was just waiting for.
1: I my, I have been, I've been hearing about this gosh darn dog for the last three years. Every single time we go on a trip, man. I was, I was about I'm to trying. Say. No, I've, been, I've been looking at dog breeds. That's good. what I've been
0: doing until get to, uh, 2020. Just, what do you feel? Yeah, I was like, what, what kind of dog do I want? That looks cool.
1: That looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not like it's biased or anything, but you should go for. I mean, you should at least consider getting a golden doodle because they're just yeah, those are adorable. That's what I got. (laughs) That's what I got. You know, young young George in the mix. George is that his name? That's that's my dog's name. Yeah, (laughs) have to give it a human name. You know, you can't you can't mess around about that. You know, (laughs)
0: Uh, I'll um not babysit, but dog sit. George for sure
1: oh my gosh he would love you you know you guys are the same size oh, right. so it would work out <laughs>
0: amazing amazing but no a future after karate competition plans honestly um giving back and try to see where life takes me I guess after I, I
1: think I think that is the most sakura thing you could say you know <laughs> and and long story short i i do genuinely look forward to coaching alongside you in the future and and being badasses both on the tatami and then next to it because you know what i'm saying um, going down the line so no, it's gonna well, well, there's i know you're only you are only a great representation of not only usa karate but you know um yourself and, and everybody that puts time and effort and, 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 and love and care and everything that goes into an athlete, which is you in this case. So yeah, thank you for joining in and sitting down for such a long convo. No, really thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. And um, no, I mean, and what, what you We all know there's only love and support going forward. And and we wish you all the best going into this next year. And I wish you all the best going into this next year, even though I'm going to be there going all through it. with you. Yeah, same here. You're coming with
0: me. (laughs) What are you talking (laughs) about? That's what it is.
1: That's probably, Fred. Okay, last thing, last quick point, because I got to slide it in there. Uh, 2018 kobe japan come on now you can't we can't we can't end this without bringing this up i was i was i was competing at the university world championships which two years before in portugal yep. sakura should have gotten gold all right but was scammed out of the oh, gold gosh, got got silver we're, we're making controversies here i believe in the punch watch out got silver and then i was competing in japan and she could have her own version of this, but my version of the story is she flew out just to support me. <laughs> I did, I did, it's true. <laughs> that's it, that's it, yeah, just to support me. And I got gold at that event, so it's only fair yep. to return the favor for the games, <laughs> yeah. you know. That'll I mean, be amazing. It's only fair, that Kobe right? <laughs> tournament
0: was the best. And after the tournament, those little touristy things that we all did, that was the oh best. Oh my part. gosh, that was the best. Part. Shout out, yeah. Shout out to Sakura for making me look like
1: not a complete dummy when it comes to <laughs> Japanese culture and being respectful about things. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was amazing. Yeah. So yes, but no, thank you again for coming. I really appreciate it. Nothing but the best going forward and look forward to hopefully for sure seeing
0: you soon. Yes, I will definitely see you soon. And thank you for having me.
1: Thank you again, everyone, for listening to another episode of Believe in the Punch. With me, Karate Cam, thank you again to the Believe Network, who always supports. The Believe Network has a great variety of different podcasts and shows, so if you guys are into any other sports or any other profession, check out the Believe Network for all the different great shows that they have. If there's anybody you'd like to see or hear on this podcast, feel free to get in touch with me, Karate Cam on Instagram, Cameron Madani on Facebook, Or go on to my website, cameramadani.com, to email me or anything of that sort. Thank you again, everybody. And I look forward to hearing from you all soon. Keep your hands up, stay stoked, and believe in the punch as always. Have a good one.